and wide. Welcome to episode 7 of the Football VE Football Podcast. Today we're going to be talking about NFL fantasy football. We're going to be discussing the week 3 PPR most valuable pickups. So essentially these are the players that I feel are uh, most valuable throughout the season in fantasy football. And I, I think most uh, leagues are uh, point per reception at this point. So we're going to take it, a look at the 19 uh, most valuable uh, PPR pickups for week three. Uh, we're going to base this on four criteria uh, weighed based on importance. So the first is receptions obviously um, the most important it gauges the ability to you know catch the ball and it gauges uh, quarterback accuracy it also gauges involvement in the offense pretty much all the the, the relevant statistics so uh, the second criteria is targets which gauges uh, involvement in the offense uh, the third is reception percentage uh, the higher the percentage means uh, the player is not dropping passes and his quarterback is accurate, or at least to him. And the fourth is availability in fantasy leagues. So uh, we're going to do a nine reception minimum. That's why we have 19 instead of 20. So we're going to go ahead and get started here with number 19. And that is Nelson Aguilar, wide receiver for the New England Patriots. So uh, Nelson has nine receptions, 11 targets, um, so 82% reception percentage. He's only owned in 2% of uh, fantasy leagues. So he's very widely available. You can probably go out and get him. He's in an offense that hasn't been doing too well so far, but is looking to continue to improve. So Nelson Aguilar, um, number 19 here. And number 18, we have Zay Jones. Wide receiver from the Jacksonville Jaguars. So he has nine receptions on 13 targets, so 69% reception percentage. He's only owned in 12% of uh, fantasy leagues, so he's available in 88%. Um, he showed a lot of promise in the past, and he's in an offense now that is going to give him more uh, opportunity in Jacksonville. So Zay Jones at number 18. And number 17, Gerald Everett tight end for the Los Angeles Chargers. So he has nine receptions on 14 targets, so 64% reception percentage. He's uh, owned in 58% of league, so he's available in 42%. Um, he's been, I think, the most used uh, tight end in the, the Chargers offense. Uh, I remember him from the, the Seahawks last year. He has his ups and downs. When he's good, he's really good. When he's not good, uh, he kind of falls off, but I think Justin Herbert is just the quarterback to continue to get him involved. So, in number 17, Gerald Everett. Uh, moving to number 16 here, a guy that not many guys uh, knew about, especially going into uh, the season, Richie James, uh, wide receiver for the New York Giants. So, he has 10 receptions on 12 targets, so 83% reception percentage. He's only owned in 1% of leagues. He's very widely available, 99%. Uh, and he's benefiting from a couple of guys being in Brian Dable's um, doghouse. You're talking about Kadarius Tony and and uh, Kenny Galladay, but he's really taking um, uh, advantage of his opportunity. And if he keeps this up, he's going to continue to get targets. So at number 16, Richie James. 
And number 15, we have J.D. McKissick, the running back from the Washington Commanders. So he has 10 receptions on 10 targets, so 100% reception percentage. Uh, he's owned in only 24% of leagues, so he has 76% uh, availability. This guy, you know, when you do something like that, when you catch all 10 passes that are, are thrown at you, you gain a lot of confidence from the quarterback. So he's going to continue to uh, thrive in this offense, I believe. Um, so J.D. McKissick at number 15. At number 14, we have Noah Brown, wide receiver for the Dallas Cowboys. He has 10 receptions on 14 targets, so 71% uh, reception percentage, owned in only 3% of uh, fantasy leagues, so 97% uh, availability. Um, he's been thriving in the Dallas Cowboys offense, especially this past week. He was heavily, heavily involved. Every time you you um, you know paid attention to the uh, the Cowboys game, he was catching another ball. He's really uh, taking advantage of the fact that. Uh, you know, Gallup isn't isn't uh, hasn't played yet, I believe, and C.D. Lamb is is kind of being underutilized, and I believe Dalton Schultz even uh, you know fumbled last game. He's he's I think the most reliable um, pass catcher right now on the uh, the Dallas Cowboys, and he's earned himself more um, uh, attention uh, on the Dallas Cowboys offense. So at number 14, Noah Brown. At number 13. Tyler Conklin, uh, tight end for the New York Jets. He has 10 receptions on 16 targets, so 63% reception percentage, four per, only owned in 4% of uh, fantasy league, so he's available in 96%. Of course, the the, uh, the Jets, they uh, got a dramatic win this past week, and he was uh, one of the big reasons why I think he's going to continue to stay involved. So at number 13, Tyler Conklin. And number 12... We have Hayden Hurst, uh, tight end for the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, 10 receptions on 15 targets, um, so 67% reception percentage, uh, owned in only 16% of leagues, so he's available in 84% of leagues. Uh, I think this guy is very, very valuable. Um, he does have uh, another tight end behind him that seems to be sort of injury prone and drew sample. I think drew sample is a, uh, a good tight end, but Hayden Hurst was a great pickup, uh, this off season. I think he has, he, he fell off uh, a little bit and, uh, fell out of favor with, uh, the, the Ravens, but he was, a he was a very solid pick and I think he's going to continue to thrive in this offense. 15 targets in, in, in two games by a tight end is very significant. And I think he's definitely worth, uh, picking up, especially I, I have uh, uh, George Kittle in um, a couple of my leagues, and uh, George Kittle just hasn't been able to stay healthy. Uh, so Hayden Hurst really admirably filled in this past week, and I think he'll continue to thrive in that uh, Cincinnati Bengals offense, especially as they continue to improve. They got off to an 0-2 start, but I think that they'll um, definitely uh, hit their groove as the season moves on. So Hayden Hurst at number 12. At number 11... We have Naheem Hines, running back for the Indianapolis Colts. He has 10 receptions on 11 targets, 91% reception percentage, uh, owned in 68% of leagues, so he's available in 32%. Um, this guy is very reliable as a pass catcher, third down back in the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, 
offense um, every year. He continues to have a solid role. Um, 10 receptions out of 11 targets. He's very sure-handed, making the most out of his opportunities. So, and I think the the Colts will cont- will will come out of the funk that they're you know they they got uh, shut out last week, 24 nothing. But I think that they'll continue to uh, improve as the year goes on. So, at number 11, Naheem Hines. At number 10, we have Greg Dortch, wide receiver for the Arizona Cardinals. So this guy is taking full advantage of the loss of DeAndre Hopkins in this offense. He has 11 receptions on 13 targets, um, so an 85% reception percentage, owned in only 7% of leagues, and we're in week three, even though he's he's been doing well the first two weeks. So he's available in 93% of leagues. This guy also is a guy that every time you um, were watching a play in the or an offensive drive by the Cardinals this past weekend, he was his name was... Um, being called out constantly. Um, he's a very heavy, heavy part of this offense. Uh, and I think uh, he's really earned the, the trust of Kyler Murray and and um, uh, in, the, in the Cardinals offense in general. Um, and I think he'll continue to be a big part. So at number 10, Greg Dortch. At number 9, Evan Ingram. Tight end for the Jacksonville Jaguars. He has 11 receptions on 12 targets. So 92% reception percentage. He's owned in only 21% of leagues. So he has 79% availability. Um, this is a guy that moved from. Uh, he was very, very highly touted in the uh, the New York Jets, uh, New York Giants offense, and that offense was just completely um, underperforming for many years. Um, again, Jacksonville is uh, a place where. Um, a place where where somebody like Ingram can can thrive, I think he has. He, he's one of the most talented in time in terms of pure talent wise, one of the most talented tight ends in the league, and he's very sure-handed, as you see here, 11 receptions on 12 targets. Uh, so I think he is a a real steal. If you can pick him up, I think he'll continue to to to, to thrive this year. So at number nine, Evan Ingram. At number eight, Jarvis Landry. From uh, the wide receiver for the uh, New Orleans Saints, he has 11 receptions on 14 targets, so 79% reception percentage, uh, 53% owned, so he's available in 47% of leagues. Um, you know, this is a guy that, uh, of course, has pedigree. He's uh, has had many, many great contested catches over the years. Uh, he's in a, uh, I think, a pretty high-powered offense. I mean, Jameis Winston is prone to throwing for a lot of yards, also for a lot of interceptions, but um, this is, it, it looks to be a pretty pass-heavy offense, and Jarvis Landry, of course, very reliable, and the fact that he is uh, available in so many leagues, I think he would be a, a great pickup PPR-wise. So at number eight, Jarvis Landry. At number seven, we have Michael Carter. They're running back from the New York Jets. So he has 12 receptions on 14 targets, so an 86% reception percentage. He's owned in 82% of leagues, so he's available in 18%. Uh, he's a guy that, uh, again here, a running back with 12 receptions on 14 targets. That's that's great for a running back. Uh, I think he's a talented guy in the second year. Uh, I think it's, he'll continue to progress. So at number seven, Michael Carter. At number six... Tyler Lockett, 
um, wide receiver for the Seattle Seahawks. He has 12 receptions on 15 targets, so 80% reception percentage. He's owned in 77% of leagues, but he means he's available in 23%. Um, you know, the, the Seattle Seahawks receivers with Geno Smith, who I think is, you know, one of the, 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 the worst quarterbacks in the league, ad, admittedly, uh, going into um, the draft and into the year, there was not a lot of um, hope in Tyler Lockett or any of these Seattle Seahawks receivers doing well. Even DK Metcalf, I mean, he, he was ranked pretty low in the in the receiver rankings just because of Geno Smith. And, you know, the same thing here. Um, as evidenced by in how, how many leagues Tyler Lockett is available in. If he was on pretty much any other team, especially teams with a top 10 quarterback, he would be definitely not as available as he is. Um, there's a chance Geno continues to get comfortable in this offense, or maybe even Drew, uh, Drew Locke uh, enters the um, to, to become the QB1 for the Seattle Seahawks. But there is no doubt Tyler Lockett is an extremely talented receiver, and if he's available, you should definitely pick him up. So at number six, Tyler Lockett. At number five, we have Garrett Wilson from the the wide receiver for the New York Jets. He has 12 receptions on 22 targets. Um, so that's a 55% reception percentage. He's owned in 26% of leagues, so that means he's available in 74% of leagues. This is a guy that, you know, similar to Tyler Lockett, is in an offense with a, a poor quarterback. Uh, Joe Flacco has been in there for the, the first couple weeks while uh, Zach Wilson continues to recover. Um, and that's evidenced by, you know, uh, 22 targets. <laughs> so he they, they want him to be involved in this offense heavily. He does have 12 receptions, which is great. But the 22 targets here is is the real indication that they want to continue to feed him the ball often. Um, and as Zach Wilson gets um, healthy and, and starts to come back, I think that um, the receptions will, uh, will will definitely go up. So at number five, Garrett Wilson. At number four, I think probably a bit of a surprise here. The tight, uh, Tyler Higby, tight end for the Los Angeles Rams. He has 12 receptions on 20 targets. He has a, so a 60% reception percentage. He's owned in 68% of leagues, so he's available in 32%. Um, you do not often see a tight end get 20 receptions or, or 20 targets over two weeks. You're talking about 10 targets a, a week. He's he's absolutely a safety blanket for for Matt Stafford, who. Um, had elbow issues going into the season. It looks like it, that, that's something that's going to be persistent for him. So guys like Kigby and Cooper Cup, it looks like are, are going to be a lot more involved in this offense than, uh, you know, guys that are, are better at running deep like Allen Robinson. Uh, that's just kind of how it's turned out this this year so far. Um, and to get those 12 receptions, he's earning the trust of, of Matt Stafford. So at number four, Tyler Higby. At number three, we have Jacoby Myers, wide receiver for the New England Patriots. He has 13 receptions on 19 targets, so a 68% reception percentage. He's owned in 36% of leagues, so he's available in 64% of leagues. Uh, this is another guy in the New England Patriots offense. Uh, it seems like not a lot of guys in that offense are, are getting picked up in fantasy, but, you know, uh, these are guys that are getting looks. I mean, 19 targets in a game on, on 13 receptions, you know, in, in PPR that is valuable. Um, and, you know, I think that just like in most other offenses in this league, you know, as the, the, the year goes on, um, 
there will be improvement. There will be more familiarity with Mac Jones, with his with his, his receivers, and um, you can definitely see an ascension from Jacoby Myers. So at number three, Jacoby Myers. At number two, we have the Drake. Drake London, wide receiver, Atlanta Falcons. So similarly, he has 13 receptions on 19 targets, so a 68% reception percentage. He's owned in 81% of leagues, so it means he's available in only 19%. So this is a guy that you can still get him now, but you got to go and get him before he's taken in all leagues. I mean, this guy, he, he, he definitely showed a lot this past weekend um, in his game against the Rams. Uh, he looks to be their number one receiver. Um, this... This offense doesn't seem to want to get Kyle Pitts involved, uh, and I'm not sure why. Uh, you know, they, they may incorporate him more, that there's a lot of talk about him not being incorporated, but, but but Drake London is just an extremely skilled guy, and if he's available, he's going to give you a lot of points. I think he's going to give you a lot of touchdowns in addition to the receptions that he's getting, so definitely go out and grab him. Number two, Drake London. Finally, at number one, you have Curtis Samuel. Wide receiver, Washington Commanders. This guy has 15 receptions on 20 targets in the first two weeks. So that's a 75% reception percentage. He's 70% owned, which means he still has 30% availability in leagues. This guy's being heavily, heavily um, targeted by uh, Carson Wentz. Um, He seems to be used in a similar way as uh, Debo Samuel is. Um, this guy's really emerged. I didn't really expect this from him uh, this year. I thought McLaurin would be more involved. It looks like also Jahan Dotson is involved. Um, there is there seems to be some even distribution in this offense, but with a lot of the the quick passes and 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 stuff like that, it looks like Curtis Samuel is being really favored. He also seems to be a favor of uh, a favorite of Ron Rivera, who was the um, who had him in uh, Carolina, and that's carried over into Washington. So number one, the number one PPR most valuable pickup is Curtis Samuel. So just to recap this list here, at number 19, we have Nelson Aguilar. Uh, number 18, Zay Jones. Number 17, Gerald Everett. Number 16, Richie James. Number 15, J.D. McKissick. Number 14, Noah Brown. Number 13, Tyler Conklin. Number 12, Hayden Hurst. Number 11, Naheem Hines. Number 10, Greg Dortch. Number 9, Evan Ingram. Number 8, Jarvis Landry. Number 7, Michael Carter. Number 6, Tyler Lockett. Number 5, Garrett Wilson. Number 4, Tyler Higbee. Number 3, Jacoby Myers. Number 2, Drake London. And your number 1 PPR most valuable pickup for Week 3 is Curtis Samuel. So that will bring episode seven to a conclusion go ahead and hit those waiver wires and hit them hard and as you can see on the screen here um you can follow this podcast on instagram at football underscore v underscore football you can follow on twitter at fball v fball on youtube the name is football v football podcast on spotify or anchor it's football v football and of course you can support the podcast on ko-fi and the website there is ko-fi.com forward slash football v football. Thanks all for tuning in and have a fantastic week three football fan.